It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi everyone and thanks for tuning in to episode 157 of GigPod, the Glasgow is Green podcast. But yeah, a different one this week, for a start, it's a Tuesday. And also, as you can probably hear from the ambience, we are IRL, or in real life, as they say. Amazingly, myself, Stevie and Rizzo do leave the house from time to time. John, has your nosebleed stopped from stepping outside Mary Hill? Has, but my eyes have started watering, so I'll need to leave to get some handkerchiefs. Is that because you had to pay for a round? <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so the hilarity has started. Hopefully that's what it ends as well. I was on 67 Hail Hail with Big John McGinley and Hamish, and a lot of GigPod listeners probably seen what I had to say about St Mirren 1, Celtic 5. But Rizzo, I believe you wanted a say on the win in Paisley. So the floor and the table here is yours, and also you want to, to grill me on a few things too, so on you go. Yes, well, I'll just talk about what I thought about the game first. I thought it was a, a good win, especially with how bad our record is there. I think maybe the only stadium that Ange hasn't won a game at is Celtic Manager, because we drew there when the team was like heavily affected with COVID, the last, not December 2021. Of course, we lost there earlier this season, and of course we won doing after five minutes, but okay, we were aided and abated by a sending off but I thought the second half were excellent and it just shows that a Celtic team doesn't stop especially what impressed me was even though we were 5-1 up the team were eager to score more goals they weren't just going to rest in the laurels and see how we'll be done at 5 they were desperate to try and score more goals and that shows your measure of this team that they're able to overcome setbacks and perform very well and I thought that the best player in the park was Leela Bader 
who didn't start, of course, a game, came out in the second half. And he had a big impact. He had an assist. He had a great goal. The goal that killed the game off, basically. And there's been a lot of speculation about his future. I think his national team manager saying he wasn't signing a contract with Celtic. We need to wait and see what happens when they show me if you're the next player that left us. But I think it just shows how important a player he is, how the subs are big players for us. It's good that we can bring on five players and they all make an impact. And when the shock me if we start if Lila Bada started tomorrow night against Hearts, he's probably earned his place in the team. So I'll grill you on that wonderful subject, VAR, which I love so much. So what did you make of the big VAR decisions in the game? We'll start off with a simmer and penalty. Thought it was a penalty. I did. I think Taylor was unlucky. There's nothing he could really do about it. At the same time, if that was at the other end, if say Marco Hara did that in his box and we didn't get anything, or Far didn't check it, I'd have been livid. I can understand why it was given. I mean, it was a bit of a shambles that it took three minutes for the ball to go out and for the referee to go over and get it checked with VAR. But I, I did think it was the right call. Do you disagree? Uh, no. Although I don't know if it would have been given at a certain other ground in Scotland. The referee would probably have Well, checked. we have seen that before. Uh, there's a game in January that we drew two each with a certain team. Oh no, wait, we know who we're on about. It's Rangers at Ibrox and I think, you know, that handball that Goldson committed and it didn't even get checked. And No, wait, it did get, it checked, did get checked, but they said it was okay, but yet that happened to Taylor. And you know, Rightly, it was a penalty against Taylor, but it doesn't make sense as to why Goldson didn't get one against him. Anyway, I kind of want to leave it there for the now until we talk about Rangers, so let's crack on with the rest of the VAR. I think we'll both agree it was a red card for Charles Dunham. It was a stupid challenge, but thanks to him for getting sent off and helping us. Would yeah. you agree it was a red card? Oh, of course it was a red card. But, but do you think it was a penalty, though? Do nah. you think the referee was right? No, nah, I, I do think he was right again. I said it on the channel, too. I thought it was outside the box. I mean, I know Kyogo makes... The contact's made outside the box and Kyogo starts falling inside the box as he's challenged and, and is penalised, but I still do think that it was outside the box and it was a free kick. What I would say is, you know, so when it been 1-0 up and Celtic were pressuring for a good 5-10 minutes, like... It must have been so exhausting for that submitting defence, being under pressure like that. And I think the amount of pressing that Kyogo was doing um, on their defenders forced Charles Dunn into that mistake because it must, and mentally, it must take its toll having to shut out the Celtic side. That's probably never going to happen. And I think that's the atmosphere that Ange's created that if we press these teams enough, they're going to make daft mistakes like that. And that's what Kyogo did so well, forcing him into that stupid error. Well, I think some penalties this season. That have been on the, some decisions that have been on the line have been given as penalties. I don't even think just involving good old Rangers, I think other teams as well. So I suppose it wasn't a shot within the get it because the first contact was, I suppose, just outside the penalty box. And I don't know, I don't think David Bargain Hunt Dickinson had a, a very good game. Right, okay, the last one. Oh, I think we both thought it was obviously a penalty. Like his shot was being pulled. Yes. But do you know think it's been a red card for a last man challenge? I don't. I don't think it was a sending off either. I think again, VR got a decision right. It was a penalty. Do not think it was a red card. No. Okay. Well, we'll see how long that you're happily VAR. No doubt. Within the next few days, we'll be cussing VAR yet again. But this is how bad it is. I mean, really, that's a bare minimum. VAR should be able to do its job and you know rule out any doubt. And it's done its job there. I think in Sunday, but it's not going to stay like that. There'll be an incident maybe against Hearts tomorrow, maybe the weekend, maybe in a few weeks against a great team that I would never criticise at Celtic Park on April the 8th. We'll just have to wait and see. But, but there's I, no danger that that's it with VAR that all of a sudden... Well, no. No, but the thing is, I think it just exposes how bad our referees are. I mean, 
how did David Dickerson no give that penalty himself with a shot pull? I mean, it was obvious. Oh, yeah, I agree, it was obvious. And do you know what? The one with Taylor as well. I'm watching it in real time, and I thought, that's a, that's a penalty. He goes and asks for you, going to make a call for me. It's just that lack of taking responsibility <laughs> with referees in this country, John. Uh, I think what VAR's done, I mean, apart from the aid one team in particular, is that it's just shown how bad the referees in Scotland are. They really are hopeless and. I mean, no doubt. Well, I mean, it just shows how good this Celtic team are. That I mean, I don't want to sound like a resident of the Paranoia Award like Stephen Gerrard, but I mean, the referees are bad and we keep winning. So it's good for Celtic. I'd say that we manage not to get put off, put off our stride, that we keep managing to get these wins, or we don't lose, even at the game at Ibrox when we didn't get a stick on penalty. We managed to get a point that was valuable. That's enough about Van and off about St Murren. Are you proud of me for the fact that I wasn't stressing and nervous at 1-0 down? And John, you said to me the other week, start having a bit of faith in this team. And I did. I did say to you that I think we'll be OK. Well, I, I bet you won't. OK, I understand why you weren't there, because we were playing Rangers in a final. But I said all along in this podcast and off-pod, we were top texting each other, that this Celtic team deserves to have faith in it. I mean, we've only not won two league games this season. We're relentless. And the team deserves a lot more credit than it gets. And people go on about how much money we spend. Boo-hoo. In the 80s and 90s, Rangers used to spend money non-stop and nobody cared. All the money comes to the fans and sales. Exactly. So people cry about the money we spend. Like, I've seen an unnamed journalist for The Guardian was moaning about that the other day. But boo-hoo. I mean... If you've got the money, spend it, and we make that money back. And so. also as well, when people say, oh, wait a minute, you are owned by a billionaire in Dermot Desmond, he gives fuck all money to Celtic exactly. as Exactly, he doesn't put money into Celtic. It's all for the fans. Exactly, it's the fans and Celtic being sensible and selling players for big money. And that's what we've been doing for years and we should continue to do. So people whining about how much money we're spending, I don't want to hear it. They should grow up. So all focus is now on tomorrow night as we welcome Hearts to Celtic Park another freezing cold midnight week in Glasgow and it's a sellout as well what an era we live in so we were just talking about that <laughs> literally we were just saying that in the pub you know even under Brendan midweek games and all that weren't a sellout under Dyla under Lennon of course it wasn't like that there was always plenty of empty seats but essentially when you see Celtic Park tomorrow it's going to be you know full with the rafters and it's the Ange effect again it's the amount of fans flocking to see this team, the football they play under this manager, and it's quite extraordinary, isn't it? Because I've never known Celtic Park for like a midweek game like this. And it's a big game tomorrow. I've never known such a buzz for these matches, um, despite the weather. No, that's sold out. The game against Hibs next Saturday at Celtic Park sold out as well. I mean, there probably will be people like selling tickets, maybe one or two outside the stadium. Like, something's happened and they can't go, but... It is the Ange effect, really. This Celtic team is playing very well, for the most part, and it's Ange that deserves all the credit for that. And I mean, this a midweek game against Hearts on a March evening. It's not going to be a nice night, I would imagine. But the yellow fans, warnings are in yellow warnings as well. exactly because of snow, perhaps. But enough about referees. And- <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank you for that great bit of satire. I mean, even a great, even me, the the greatest Celtic fan on this podcast. Well, not really. Couldn't get a ticket for the game because it's sold out, and I couldn't get one for next week either because I sold it right away. And it's just the demand is incredible, and I would imagine that for as long as Andrew's a manager, that demand will be there, and rightfully so. The players 
and Ange have deserved that back and they're going to get off the fans because they just keep winning. I mean, we've talked about this so many times that the low averages says it's hard to keep winning, but this Celtic team just makes that nonsense. If you keep playing well in Scottish football, okay, the opposition might not be the best. You get rewarded and this Celtic team works very hard and deserves all the praise it gets. So the last midweek game against Hartstrom was in December 2021, another freezing cold night. And it was a full house as Kyogo scored in the first half and it turned out to be the only goal in a 1-0 win. That was a match that we generally dominated a lot of the game. And then Hearts, like for the last 15 minutes, remember, they uh, put a lot of pressure on and Celtic done well to grind it out. I remember that match in particular. Starfield was outstanding the last 10-15 minutes. Was he was so good. And that was his first game back. And a while as well, I believe, because oh, right. he missed a lot of the game. Was there not a player that went off injured in that game as well? I don't remember. I was there, but I don't even remember. All you remember no, is... No, Jota. Jota went off. That's right, Jota injured Jota went off. And we were stressing out because we were like, we were like, this was a month, it was so big for Celtic and we couldn't afford any injuries and I think Jota went off after 60-odd minutes, so that was a nightmare. But, of course, what was very memorable about that was... Uh, Head of referees Crawford Allen made an appearance. His one and only appearance, and it happened to be when he mentioned uh, Kyogo's borderline offside goal, which I still think was onside, by the way. And everyone else in Scottish football lost their minds about it. But Crawford Allen felt he had to come out and talk about the standard um, of decisions that Celtic get, basically. His phone must have been broke after the Old Firm game at Ibrox in January when they couldn't say anything about the goals and handball. Old what, sorry? Sorry, Glasgow Derby, sorry there for Sacked, sorry. sacked for Sorry, I apologise, I'll, uh, I'll carry a rock on my back on the oh. way home, it's a penis <laughs> But that was the game as well, that Robbie Nielsen of course showed himself up It was an absolute half after that, saying that if he really thought But in fact, no, actually I kind of shared these sentiments He was going through Bobby Madden And he was saying that if he really said what he felt about Bobby Madden, he'd be in jail And do you know what, I can actually sympathise with him there Because there's nobody else... Certainly on this podcast, they hated Bobby Madden more than me. But he had nothing to moan about that night. Celtic were the better team and won deservedly. He always moans against Celtic. He doesn't really like Celtic for some reason. No Does he ever moan against Rangers though? No, that I've heard. I don't oh. think so. And it seems to play like a ridiculous formation against Rangers as well, which I doubt he'll be doing either tomorrow or on Saturday at Dencastle in the Cup. Certainly not on Saturday, no. But Hearts are off the back of a 3-0 win against St Johnston. They were pretty commanding and they really deserved that win at Tynecastle. John, what type of game are we expecting tomorrow at Celtic Park? I think it may be similar to the one nothing game. I mean, I think Hearts will be hard to break down. I mean, it depends, I suppose, if Hearts make changes. I mean, I don't know. Will they start their strongest team? Well, they think Saturday's more important for them. I mean, will Lawrence Shatland even play? I'd say like he's our main man. He scored the hat trick against us last year. Don't forget in the four three game. I'm not sure, but I think it'll be a difficult game because the games against Hearts we never really have the means against we Angers manager apart from that four one one that we went to at the end of last season. I think it'll be a tough game, and I'm interested to see what the Celtic side is because I think Ange might make one or two changes. I mean, I think Lila Bad will start. Because I, I thought Dyson was poor the other day, he gets substituted at half-time. Not his best game. I mean, he's allowed to have bad games because he's been a great player for us. But So I think Lula Bad will play. Maybe there'll be changes in midfield. It wouldn't have shot me if Matt O'Reilly came in. Maybe for Aaron Moy, even up front. I would start Kyogo because he's playing well, but then Oz has got a goal. He'll be confident. So I think we'll make... Maybe two or three changes at most, but I think it'll still be a very strong team. Look, I mean, I can't see McGregor being rested, even though the game on Saturday is maybe just as important as the game tomorrow. 
But, I mean, we need to still keep winning. We've got this nine-point lead. We need to keep winning, keep the momentum going. And if we win these next two games, we'll be brilliantly placed to win the treble, really. So the game's against Hearts at Celtic Park since Ange came in. 3-2-1 uh, in August in the Cup. That should have been a hammer. That was 3-2-7-2. We missed so many chances. 1-0 in December we've covered. There was a 4-1 match that you talked about in May last season and then 2-0 earlier on in the season in August. Out of them all, if you were to pick your favourite, 4-1-1 in May? 4-1. I mean, me and you attended, the, the great Celtic fans that we are, and it was the game that practically won us the league. I mean, and the scene, I thought after the game it was brilliant as well. I mean, the celebrations. I mean, obviously we needed another point to win the league, but that practically won us the league as well. Six points ahead with two games to go and we had like, ridiculously high advantage and goal difference so that one definitely that was a, that was a great day then after it was good as well and obviously tomorrow night as well Rangers as you were saying earlier on there in Edinburgh 2 there at Easter Road playing Hibs any potential for them to drop points there do you reckon? No I mean I, I Hibs are on a no bad wee I know but I still though. think this is what unfortunately I'm in a, a, a group chat with some other fans of other teams and some of them are Rangers fans unfortunately and I said to him, like, I expect Rangers to win every game apart from when they play us. And I'd imagine they think we'll win every game apart from when they, we play them. And I mean, I know people are going on about us spending money, boo But the standard hasn't been great this season. I mean, that's, that's not our fault. We just need to win the games. But I think Celtic Rangers are far, far better than every other team in Scotland. And that doesn't mean we won't have a hard game in, tomorrow night. And I think Saturday will be a very hard game and if we win that'll be a great win but I still think that Celtic Irons are much much better than every other team in Scotland and that's why we're leagues ahead so no I would expect Rangers to win tomorrow and I would expect Celtic to win as well There's only been a handful of times hasn't there John when Rangers and Celtic have been played midweek at the same time I think they played at Rugby Park the other month I think when we played Livingston they beat Hearts wasn't it 3-0 oh, that was it, I, I, that was but they I. also played at Rugby Park did they not? They did we were playing Somebody. <laughs> Great research. Great research. By the way, we've got no Wi Fi here as well, so We, we can't can look be, it up. We can we can't look it up, we can be excused. But no, Livingston, they, was it no? Is it Livingston? We played Livingston, we beat them two one before Christmas. There's only been a handful of times anyway, but um But no, no what's interesting though. What? None of these games are on T V. And uh, that just that just just a slight tangent. That says how ridiculous the rule is that this season you can only have four games for a particular stadium. We went on a rant about this already. Let's not bore the audience. Okay, but us. it is like it's first v third, second v fourth, a big night in the Scottish League, and none of the games are on the TV. It's pathetic, and again, the, a certain guy at the SPFL accepted that Sky deal has really got to get his head looked at. But again, me and you ranted about this all fair. Let's not do it. But okay. one of the things I was going to ask you is, is there any memorable nights that you can ever think of when the Celtic and Rangers have been playing at the same time, they've dropped points and we've won? I can think most recently of the one against Aberdeen when we beat Hibs at Easter Road. But do you know what I always... Um, sort of, I can always remember so well was always before the pandemic. They lost 2-1 at Kilmarnock. We beat Hearts 5-0. And oh. there was amazing scenes at outside the Celtic way after that. Imagine if we beat Hearts tomorrow and they get beat or something off Hibs. It would be pandemonium at the Celtic way, I think. Could be. I suppose if it was a, it was a really tight title. It's a tall order, though. I know, if it was a really tight title race as well, it was three points in it, and they were dropping points then, we'd be going mad. But maybe the last time I always remember, and it brings me back to like pre-the-old Rangers, 
when they drop when they give you off St Mirren and we beat Kamalak on Christmas Eve 2021 20, Samaras scored scored and like that gave us like real hope and we ended up of course beating them 1-0 everybody knows what else happens we won the league Rangers won the liquidation <laughs> no I mean it is odd that we both played at the same time and I think this will probably be the last time it happens this season apart for the final day I'd imagine I mean all the games in the final day will kick off at the same time hopefully I've not got a wedding to go to this time <laughs> <laughs> and I can raise hell but no I mean it is unexpected and I have all been the last time I was a season because I'd imagine that Celtic well, we were playing Kilmarnock away that probably on telly the week after that the last game before the split I think we've got Motherwell they've got Aberdeen away and now probably on TV so I think this will be the last time I was a season so I don't know hopefully Hibs can do us a favour but I'd be very surprised because I still don't think they're very good. And we'll play them in the next week, in fact, so there you go. Good luck to Hibs, but more importantly, good luck to Celtic tomorrow. And we'll leave with doing a shoot prediction. I think Celtic will win tomorrow, I'm going to say 2 0. What do you think? I was going to say that as well, so I'll be slightly different. I'll go for 3 1. Thank you, John. Cheers for coming on live for the pub. I'll let you finish your cider in one minute. But you do have to do the outro where you have to let everybody know what is coming up in GigPod on Thursday, where we're going to be doing a review of the game tomorrow and a preview of Saturday. And it's not going to be you and me, it's going to be someone else. Yes, it's going to be the Tetris's Robert Borthwick, a big Hearts fan who we know, who's going to be on with you on Thursday reviewing the game that's getting played tomorrow, of course, and previewing our next game, which is, of course, against Hearts in the Scottish Cup on Saturday at lunchtime, which is going to be an epic. I mean, we've had some good days there in the past. Uh, footballing utopia, even, against Hearts under Neil Lennon in the Scottish Cup. Uh, I think Ronnie's team as well won 4 and 5 nothing there as well. Was Ronnie the manager? Yes, it was. And we, in 2004, a game I was at, and I think you were at, we beat them 3 nothing. Uh, Stan Petrov with a double that was a great day I think Paul Hartley got sent off for a terrible tackle on Neil Lennon which I believe ah those were the days so that's coming up on Thursday and we'll have a review of the game probably next Monday as well so oh yes and we've also got a competition coming up soonish where uh, our uh, regular contributor Hamish Carton of 67 Hail Hail fame has wrote a book Never Stop about Celtic under Ange and the good news is he's going to give us a copy to give away to one of our lucky listeners there'll be more details on how to win that as soon as we get the book off Amish we'll, we'll pull him up for that as soon and give us a freebie so you know where the catch has been out on all the usual podcast platforms we've been doing it long enough leave us reviews give us five stars tell us how great we are you can catch Stevie on Twitter and Instagram at GigPod he'll no doubt have stuff up in the next couple of days with two big games coming up for Celtic and we'll be back then in midweek with a review of the Hearts game and a preview of the Hearts game. So, so many games against Hearts, are ridiculous. Right, we'll speak to you all soon. Good luck to Celtic tomorrow and hail, hail.
Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.